Okay. All right, we are back from that palate cleanser, as it were. Um, I definitely got a glass of water um, just to keep cleansing the palate, but I did um, grab something new from our other good friends at Anchorage Brewing. Um, this beer is called Nothing and Everything. It is a 6.4% New England Hazy IPA. Um, grapefruit, orange, fruity, and apparently a bit creamy. I'm going to go... Do it. Nice. I'm uh, slowly making my way through this. Uh, oh. Citra Dream from New Image. Ah, oh, Citra Dream. And it's been a, been a struggle. Oh, yeah? That's not. Uh, I, uh, I think I've let it sit parts. a little too long, personally. Okay. But um, that's just me. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was just a really shitty Devil's Whisper, but this Anchorage, I mean, it, ha- it has like a a slightly hoppy orange creamsicle flavor, I- I'll admit. Um, or maybe a slightly bitter orange creamsicle because of the grapefruit. Uh, but it's it's hitting as a good solid cla- ca- wow, palate cleanser. I, I actually wanted to bring up before, oh. now that you mentioned it, um... I have a beer for you that's based off of Dune. Um, oh, really? That you will appreciate. It's a chai-based beer Ooh. from Ooh. Ghost. Ooh. Yes. I am all oh. kinds of intrigued. Um, I have to look up the name, but I have it in the fridge. Um, obviously, I have it in the fridge waiting for you. Um Excellent. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, I got to find. Well, I, the, uh, I would definitely be seeing you in a few weeks. Obviously, Christmas time is almost. <laughs> and I have peanut butter for us to have. You know, that's yes. not including sandwiches. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, our, good, our good peanut butter feast. Um, you know, we're just going to go to town on some peanut butter. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's. Chai Hulud. Yeah, okay. It is a amber ale, Ooh, spiced with chai and vanilla. I am all kinds of tickled um, in all the right spots. So I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, Ghost is uh, putting out some quality product, as we know. As, as you know, you're, you're the one that's buying them first. You try them, um, and then you pass it on to me. Um, we can thank West Babylon Superstar for keeping an efficient amount in stock because West Babylon Superstore. It, it's just been my go-to store. Yes. It really has been, um, and I appreciate when I go there. Depending upon the day, um, the one guy who runs the store, if he's there and I see him, I feel like I'm talking to myself from when I was working at Farmingdale Beverage. So I'm just like, you make me very comfortable and I will just gladly take whatever you have. So that's kind of where I'm at with that fine gentleman. Awesome. Well, shout out to West Babylon. West Babylon to store. And he giving us all the news. His friends with the guys from Ghost, as well as Uber Geek, which has taken over the space of which Mustache used to own. Oh, okay. Um, have not been to the new brewery, 
However, Uber Geek, to my knowledge, does not make a bad beer. Okay. All right. Well, um, you guys, I hope you're listening, and we know you are. Um, West Babylon Superstar, thank you very much for providing at least Jimmy Bagadonuts with all his beer beer needs. Satisfactory. And, and, and thus providing me with some tasty beverages. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to visit you guys one day soon. Um and we can converse and be happy and drink beers and be merry. Um, Indeed. But let's get let's back let's get back to our topic at hand. Although we're, I'm pretty sure we are we've hit the majority of the sandwich um, debate. The sandwich debate. Um, there will be a. I, I can tell you right now. Um, there will be a drunken thumb war uh, versus hot versus cold sandwiches. Um, we'll talk amongst the group of who's going to defend what, um, but I think that'll that'll be a fun one um, that we can definitely throw out. It's uh, going to be a hard one too because it really comes down to the preferred sandwich, and unfortunately for the both of us, we are both impossibly biased as far as uh, <laughs> as far as the fact that we don't care. We will eat it either way. Yes. I I yeah. Uh, but if you know, just like um, certain topics, I will I will definitely pick a side. Versus like the hot dog hamburger one, um, I will definitely pick a side. I will defend it um, to my best. But yes, I don't care either way. However, I will defend um, either side with valiant effort and honor, um, and I hopefully put my opponent to shame. Um, but I will we will we will converse with the drunken thumb um, because obviously we cannot have a drunken thumb war without the almighty drunken thumb. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, I definitely want you know I'll let you guys know right now on the spot that will be a thumb war. Um, Brewster Cogburn uh, was the first to actually mention this as a possible thumb war. Um, so I kind of wanted him um, to weigh in on what's going on to just get him a part of the thumb wars um, instead of hearing. The three of us battle it out as we always do. Not that we have any problem doing it, um, but we tend to be like-minded. <laughs> I mean, we all tend to be, we the, we, we we all tend to be like-minded. Of, we are the, um, of the yeah. five of us. We are just the most like-minded out of the entire five of us. That it, It's just like to actually have this war and defend, we're going to basically – we know each other's pros and we know each other's cons to the point we're just like – Okay, which one did you pick? All right, how can I screw this person over? Because I know your weakness and I know your strengths. Yeah, that's basically what's going to happen. The only reason why I won the Oreo debate was basically because you can't make an Oreo at home. I mean, there's 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 no no denying that. That was literally it. Yeah, there's this. I I pulled out the 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 Chewbacca card and I was like, this went full on. If the glove does not fit, you must have quit. Yeah, um, you know, I had, I knew I had that in my back pocket. Um, I was trying to hit on other points, um, but I knew, you know, I, I, I can see um, myself losing ground. Like, I, you know, I, I can see it in the drunken thumbs eye that I had to pull out the trump card. Um, you know, that definitely did uh, win me the match. Um, you know, spoiler alert, but that was one of our earlier drunken thumb wars. So hopefully you listen to it already. If not, just go back and listen to it. And basically watch me try to defend Oreo and all its weird and wackiness up until the point I bring out the the trump card of you can't make that you can't make a, an Oreo at home without 
<laughs> no, yeah, you were you were one hundred percent in the right on that one. As far, yeah. as much as I enjoyed defending Chips Ahoy, and a chip which is a sandwich, I don't care what you say. It is an ice cream sandwich, and an ice cream sandwich does constitute as a sandwich. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Because um, I'm bringing it home. I'm bringing it all together. Because that's what I do. Is an ice cream sandwich a sandwich? Um, no. Uh, but that's... It's, it's in the name. It's in. The, it's literally in the name. No, no. Chip Witch. Sand Witch. No, Synonym. No. <laughs> nope. It is a cookie. <laughs> No, it, it yeah, technically it's, it's, it's a dessert. It's a dessert, <laughs> yeah, it's not sad. But um, but no, um, as far as <laughs> dessert sandwiches aren't aren't exactly real, but I will defend the chip witch. Um, yes, because anything you would do to a dessert sandwich, um, ergo, yeah, let's say Monte Cristo, where you basically make a French toast. French toast could be breakfast. It could be dessert, depending on how you offer it. It's a pastry, um, or it's something else altogether. Right, exactly. Um, the fact that you you call it French toast right there and then disqualifies it as a sandwich. Um, it's just Low like French a waffle. Toast. You use waffle as your your bun, so to speak, or pancakes as your buns, your vessel of choice. Um, as soon as you use something outside the the standard sliced bread. It's its own little category, um, and that's it. That's yeah. So the ice cream, the the dessert sandwich, is now considered a pastry, is a specialty, is a specialty novelty, um, as it were, and therefore does not constitute as an actual sandwich, um, unless for some reason you slap ice. No, even that doesn't apply. No, now I, I I got a topic for you. I got I got a question to bring up. Ooh, ooh, we're. All right, bring it. Now, chicken and waffles. Is it a breakfast? Is it a brunch? Is it a lunch? Or is it, in fact, a dessert? Um, It is not a dessert. It qualifies as every other meal but a dessert. It qualifies as every other meal but a dessert. Now, when it comes to chicken and waffles... Mm-hmm. I find it that depending up- upon where you go and the region, they use either A, bone-in chicken, or B, boneless chicken. What is the correct way to eat the chicken and waffle with bone-in chicken and or boneless chicken? Um, it would be bone-in chicken. Um, I've had a lot of uh, chicken and waffles, uh, especially in the south. Um, especially in, um, in when I'm not in the south, Sylvia's in Harlem. They do. Oh well, that goes without saying. Um, Sylvia's so is a staple. I, I have, I've had. I've been when I was in L.A. Roscoe chicken and waffles. They actually bone in chicken as well. Um, so the preferred method, um, I when I order chicken and waffles, I expect a piece of bone in chicken. Um, I understand why people do not use the bone in chicken. Um, however, when I order it, I fully expect a bone-in piece of chicken. See, I agree. However, nine times out of ten, most people aren't eating bone-in chicken at the same time they're eating the waffle. 
Yes, um, it is, it is, that's why the, I, I understand the concept of um, having the boneless or putting chicken pieces or whatever for the chicken and waffles because it's easier just to navigate the meal because with the bone-in chicken, at West Third, we used um, bone-in chicken as well. You would actually have to put effort into actually cutting up your chicken and then obviously cutting a piece of waffle and stuffing it in your gut. Um I understand the the e the easeability of just having a boneless piece. That way, there's no fuss, there's no must. You just consume as fast as you can. However, with the bone, it just imparts a little bit, slightly more flavor into everything. And I feel that a bone-in piece of chicken is a must. Fair enough. Um, now, my next um, question would be the the syrup choice, the maple syrup. On the chicken and waffle. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to bring it up that some people might not want maple syrup on their chicken and waffles. And those people are, in fact, wrong. <laughs> However, there are a group of people who will not eat maple syrup on their chicken and waffles. And I know it's more we're more or less talking about sandwiches here, but I feel... As though you, I mean, you can make a chicken and waffle sandwich, whether or not it is, whether or not it is in fact constituted as a sandwich. It's not, but yes. You know what I'm saying though? Like the double, like the KFC double down, which was literally two pieces of fried chicken and a slice of cheese between two. (laughs) Oh, my heart, my heart just said no. Um, your heart said no, but your stomach said yes. Yeah, so, so my brain, my brain was like, "Yeah, double down." My heart was like, "No, no." Once, it, one, you survived one, and that's that's all you're gonna get. <laughs> and, and I will tell you, Beefus Maximus Texturus is a, in fact, a double down connoisseur. He is somebody who has literally have gone through it. He is. Um, He's ordered the double down. He's ordered the double down on top of Taco Bell. He is a man of many textures, and the double down was one that he, in fact, indulged in. Oh. I was a, I was witness, and not to say that I didn't have it myself, because of course I had it myself. I am a yeah, human yes, being. Yes. Um, however, the double down does not constitute as a sandwich, and no. I, I kind of feel bad for people who think that it does because literally it's two pieces of fried chicken and a slice of cheese. And that is it. There is no bread. There is no bun. There is nothing that says to me that that is in fact a sandwich. It is literally a side dish. If I'm I'm going to call it anything, it's a side dish. Yeah. It's not even an entree. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's own... It's literally chicken. Yeah, it's it's fat, grease, <laughs> and protein. It's just gross. This is, uh, with a slice of dairy thrown in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It does not qualify as a sandwich. I don't know. It doesn't qualify as a meal. It just qualifies as a heart attack. I don't even. It's weird though, because like certain things, like um, fast food aside, fast food aside, literally when you think of a sandwich. And, like, you're like, I want a sandwich today. And, like, I really just, you know, I don't feel like making it. I want to go out and get a sandwich. 
you might go to a pizza place. You might go to a deli. You might go to, um, I'm trying, uh, like a fast food restaurant and say, I want a sandwich, like Arby's. I want an Arby's sandwich, which to me is, isn't really a sandwich. It's a fast food. It's basically a burger, but it's not a burger. Um, Arby's especially, because like, I don't understand the hype around Arby's and I've eaten Arby's maybe a handful of times in my lifetime. The reason why Arby's got so successful because Roy Rogers left. <laughs> I will give it that, and, but at the same time, there, 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 there was a need for roast beef sandwiches. No, you're and, not wrong. You're not wrong. That, that's that's kind of where, that's kind of where I group Arby's in. It is a really, 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 really bad poor substitute. For the glory and honor that it was that was Roy Rogers. I don't say that Roy Rogers is gone, but we all know Roy Rogers isn't what Roy Rogers is. I, I don't deny that. However, as somebody who is not typically a fan of the roast beef sandwich in general, like I hate deli roast beef. I hate going to the supermarket and buying deli roast beef. You never yeah, you, it's it's gross. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. Like I don't know anybody who really goes out of their way and says, I want the deli roast beef. I'm going to stop and shop Walmart, whatever, 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 whatever supermarket, Wegmans, what, what have you, Pathmark. I want the deli roast beef. No, sorry. You know, uh, Stephanie is one of those few people in Hua Hua. I've, you know, basically encountered who enjoys a roast beef sandwich and, I cannot enjoy a roast beef sandwich outside of a fast food uh, roast beef sandwich only because I know when I order a roast beef sandwich literally anywhere else, it's that dry brown meat with no gravy, and it's just disgusting. It's literally the driest, nastiest sandwich right. I've ever had in right. my entire life. And um, The only thing that's going to change your world um, when you do eventually move up – or not move up. When you definitely make the trip up to Buffalo and you actually have a beef on whack. Which is essentially a roast beef sandwich, which is fun. But it's which is dunked in au jus, this horseradish, which it, which I is mean, basically a French dip, which I will love in general. But yeah. it's it's but a different animal. It's a different it's animal different. up there. But the the tip the typical dry ass roast beef sandwich that literally makes your entire mouth feel like you're chewing on cardboard. Yes, they agree. It's there's, disgusting. There's nothing appetizing. Like about it. and they're like, oh, just put mayo on it, and I'm like, no, no. That's gross. Like literally yeah. gross. That does that's not help. Um the, the the roast beef and the bread soaks up the mayo to make it it's, it's just gross. And all it's, you taste is now even more fatty, <laughs> disintegrated, I, dry ass. I I literally oh. just I'm I'm gagging right now just on like somebody saying roast beef and mayo. Like it's just disgusting. I, I don't know who thought that was a good combination, but they should be shot for it. Roast yeah. beef needs oju. At the yes. very least, a barbecue sauce. I, I'm willing to work it, with barbecue it, it, sauce. It needs something to overpower. I mean, look, a, a roast beef, you have to make, you have to get the top round. You got to cook it. You got to chill it down. You got like, do it like yeah, the deli, the deli version of a roast beef is like way garlic, right? Just You yeah. need something. It, 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 is, it is the worst of the deli meats. Let's, let's, let's be perfectly honest. It's the worst of the deli meats. And it's on the American Hero, which is probably the worst of the choices of heroes you can get as far as oh, like... Yeah. Which, is, which is so disappointing. 
because um, it, it, it makes that sandwich just so much more drier than it needs. It's already dry as it is, right? I think it's it's already dry. It's already got the turkey on it. It's already got, right. you know, essentially it's turkey and cheese and roast beef. Right. Um, And you know what? It doesn't need the roast beef to be dry. It's already got the turkey. Yeah. If you just make it a Thanksgiving sandwich to bring it back home, if you just make it a Thanksgiving sandwich, you well, literally have the best of sandwiches. Yes. Imagine a six foot Thanksgiving hero. Thanksgiving hero. I will order it every, for like, for like literally every day, every week. I will have that six sandwich. Foot Thanksgiving special, hero style. That would honestly, hands down, be the greatest. Doesn't matter who's playing in the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. I will eat it. I will. I will eat all six feet of that. I will die a happy man, eating six feet full of Thanksgiving. But since you brought up football, though, and I have to bring this up as a Jets fan, um, with my quarterback being a freaking moron and just totally the the last time you spoke, you were you were riding high on that sauce. No, I'm still riding high high on sauce. My (laughs) offense, though, things things have changed a bit. Down, down. My quarterback is a moron. He is an absolute moron who can't be held accountable for his actions. And it's just like, dude, you were just benched for the backup, the literally the third string quarterback because you're a moron. Yeah. And I, I, love, I love how like Sailor was like, yeah, I mean, D kind of fucked up. He can't really say he fucked up. And it was, you know, this was coming, but it was like. I don't think he lost a locker room. Like he was trying to like, what's the word? He, he was um, trying to downplay it, but at the same time, like, yeah, he knew, yeah. But he knew no, like no. he lost you everything. Shit, you shit the bed. That defense did everything they could. It was a special was teams doing, play. Do not get me wrong. It was a special teams play. They got lucky. They scored. End of story. Shit happens, right? But you I, held up to three points, which is amazing. Literally until the final seconds of the game. And you couldn't hold accountability for the fact that you could not make a basic pass to any receiver and only had two yards on offense the entire second half of the game. And you said, I didn't let the defense down. No, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm sorry, but like... You deserve to be benched. You deserve yeah. to basically lose your fucking job. Yeah, I'm I sorry. mean, not 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 to compare teams, but I'm going to. Um, not even my team. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. Josh they Allen were, is a hero to the New York State in general. But like when Josh Allen, they lost those two games. Josh Allen was the first one to admit, "I fucked up. I played like shit. It wasn't anybody else. It's all. It literally owes all me." And you can give him and, credit for that, though, because that's a leader. That's a locker room that's, leader. Yeah. yeah, he's like he, that's he somebody that gets passed he's up the on. First one, not to you know, he'll put the success on everyone else except for him. But if he fucks up and he costs the, you know, and he and, and rightfully so, he's the one that screwed it all up. He's like, nope, doesn't matter what the defense did. I put him in that bad position. It's all my fault. I did this. I did this. I did this. It's on me. I played like shit. You cannot win if I play like shit. And all Buffalo was like, you were the greatest. No, that was it. You had the locker room. You took accountability for the fact, like, even if you didn't really play like shit and you said you played like shit and you were like, you know what? The offense didn't really have it today. 
Like you know, it was it was a rough. And, and that's on me. Is it my fault? Because I'm the I'm the guy leading the charge. It like fine. You know what? Yeah. I get it. And yeah. you held accountability for it. You're the leader on the offense, and you said, you know what? We sucked. It is what it is. Zach didn't even do that. Zach was like, I didn't let the defense down. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just picture fucking perfect. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I hang out with MILFs all, all day. And I'm like, dude, like, I understand you're, it's your second year in the league. But, like, you have to understand if you want a future in this league, you have to hold yourself accountable for the fact that you're the leader of the offense. And you did dick. You did dick. Straight dick. When the literally the rookie defense kills you that you guys have is holding it fucking down. No, like, not at this point, bring, bring back Joe Flacco. <laughs> like, right? I mean I mean we have Mike White this week, which I'm actually a hundred percent excited for, considering they're playing the Bears. And the Bears right. are like no Justin Fields. Yeah, Bears are a good show. Just let it happen. You know, it will be a closer week. game than it should be. The defense again will hold it down. Fine. So, you know, just, you know, and it's you know, it just march down the field, get some field goals, if you maybe score a touchdown for one. But like, just show. Well, my whole thing is who's, who's going to make mistakes, right? That's a guarantee. He's going to make mistakes. Well, right? my whole thing is though is yeah, yeah, Fields isn't playing. Whatever. If Mike White looks 10 times – God forbid they score 40 points. If they score 40 points – Oh, my God. New York would be in a fucking uproar. That's the that's that's worst thing that could happen. <laughs> and that's my point. Is That's the worst thing that could happen. It is a high probability of happening only because Mike White – If he puts up just basic solid numbers. I'm not talking anything – even like – He drops 28, 21 – has yeah, just I mean, he might he might throw one or two interceptions, but if he throws two or three or leads solid drives, it's 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 like it's Ben and like the defense just does its thing and you know. New York will eat this kid alive. And I'm not talking I'm I'm talking Zach Wilson. I'm not talking Mike yeah. White. Mike White literally just you know was like, I'm here. I I just I just want to yeah, play there's, there's New York. Yeah, New York. Everyone already assumes he's gonna just shit the bed, right? And. That's it. He does something average. It's, it's average at best. We'll call it average. We'll call. We'll, we'll, let's just say it's common. We'll call it. He yes. did something common. He did something anybody who's a second string quarterback could do on any day of the week with an injured number one. Right. You know, just play competent okay. football. And yes. Zach couldn't even do that. I mean, granted, it was the Patriots twice that he lost to. This. I mean, the previous week was a fluke fucking play. Do not get me wrong. All right, yeah. But it was the level of play and the and the level of the fact that he's not mature, he couldn't accept responsibility, and the fact that he had to be benched because he couldn't just hold himself accountable for the fact that he could not carry the offense. Sad, but true. It's it's one of those yeah. things, you know, like your Bucks, for example. I have no idea what's going on as far as the Bucks are going on, like right now. Like it just, it none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense to me. It's not Todd Bowles. It's just, you know, it's, you it's, it's just it's, weird. It's it, it is it is Todd. Well, it is Todd Bowles, you know, but it's I'm, not. I'm, I'm, no, no, it's not Todd Bowles. You know why? It's not, I mean, 
I could, it's not Todd Bowles. Um, and I don't want to blame it on injuries, our offensive line, which we lost our center, we lost our left guard, our right guard, whatever the heck it can be. Who's Werfs, yeah. too? Like, Werfs is gone. No, Werfs is, uh, Werfs is still there, but everyone else is basically... A second stringer. Second stringer, yeah. They're just different. Like, Hainsley hasn't really done much. Like, even the, the guy that we got from New England, uh, Shaq Nothing. Mason, yeah. hasn't really been doing anything, real, right? And you have no tight end, and your wide receivers yeah. are questionable. Other than Mike so, Evans, who's not really playing. Right. Godwin's coming back from a torn ACL. Julio Jones, Russell Gage have done shit. Brady's safety net of Gronk, like you said, completely gone. Brady's been insanely distracted, obviously, because he's getting – Of his wife, yeah, course. of course. And so he hasn't – yeah. It's, yeah, everyone's like, oh, it's still Brady, it's still Brady. Yes and no. When he hasn't had the time to work with his offensive line, yes, he, he's good with his receivers. They're all on point. But hit that that O line, Leonard Fournette, if you're running back, should be true. getting way and more, he, way more than what he's getting right now. Right when you when there's no no competent O line, where yes, a lot of our plays are coming from the play action. When you're only getting one or two yards per carry, no one's going to give a shit if you're going to call a play action player call or not. They're just going to do they, what they normally do because they know they can't run anyway. So I mean. A lot of it does. I mean, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not Brady. Brady's doing that. No, it's, it's – yes, there's injuries to the offensive line, um, you know, the cohesion of the unit. But, I mean, a lot of it does not fall on Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is holding it down. Yes, they're on uh, a two-game winning streak going into their bye. Come back, they got Cleveland this week. Um, and hopefully they, they pull off another victory. Um, hopefully they, they've, they've worked out their kinks. Um, but a lot of it – when you watch the games, I know not a lot of people do. You can clearly see Tom Brady not as sharp as he has been. He's under throwing, throwing it lower. He's just not as sharp or as keen with all his throws that he normally makes. So you can't even put it on the receiver sometimes because Brady's putting them in a bad spot for them to even try to catch the ball and to execute um, the plays. Yes, there has been a few drops. Uh, you know, Mike Evans dropped like the easiest touchdown of the world. Um, I just think, though, but, you know, it's, it's far, just, it's as just, far as the Bucks go, Brady should have retired. Um, the fact that he didn't retire oh. uh, helps. It, it helped you guys out a little bit, but not enough. Um, no. you, you wouldn't have gotten a, a quarter, a competent quarterback this year anyway. So you were kind of better off with Brady. But at the same right. time, um, I mean, just as a casual like. If I'm not rooting for the Jets, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bucks win sans Brady, because obviously I hate Tom Brady, but you know, do I. It, it, it's one of those. I, I don't mind seeing that team win when they're doing well. Like if it was any other quarterback, I would be like, you know what, screw it. Like you know, yeah, the Bucks. Look, like everyone, yeah, everyone knows I'm a diehard Bucks fan, and everyone knows I don't like Brady. Yes. He won, you know, he won me a Super Bowl. Great. Like, I, I understand we were in a win-now mode, and that's clearly what they were going for. Um, but as a diehard fan, obviously I always think long-term. Like, we're screwed. Like, at this point, yes, he's going to – so if, if he doesn't retire at the end of this year, what the hell was this year all about? Like, he has to – either they have to win again and then he can retire – 
he has to come back next year because if he doesn't come back next year, then this year was a complete waste. He lost his family. He lost his wife. Like he lost so much for him not to come that either win now or to come back next year, just to make it all like worth it. Um, or he'll just look like a big giant ass. Look, I have no problem with Tom Brady looking like a big giant ass. I think it would be hysterical um, and awesome. Um, but for the future of my team, like, we were totally screwed. Uh, yeah, we have a guy, Kyle Trask, whatever, from Florida. Not a big fan of his either. I know he's a big arm, not big mobile. Uh, a mobile guy. Just I'm not a big fan of Florida quarterbacks. Um, I don't I'm not a big he's... fan of USC quarterbacks, but that's another yeah. story for another day. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, but, no, but at a certain point, I was like, you know what? Let's just tank the goddamn season. Like, let's just go ahead. Let's tank it. Let's get a high draft pick. Let's, I don't know, maybe get, you know, maybe reach for a quarterback. I, I, don't, know. I don't know who the little was, but like it's. I think you guys have the best chance, though, of landing either Carr or Jimmy G, um, as much as the Jets have been projected to get both. Um, I think you guys have a good chance of getting one of them. Um, I don't think Brady plays next year. I think Brady is gone. I think you're going to be looking at a. You're going to be looking at a whole new team, but I don't think you're going to be low enough to get one of those quarterbacks from the draft. We're we're definitely not going to be low enough. The problem is we're going to win our division. We're going to be high enough where we're going to be upper middle tier. So we're screwed either way, right? Brady's come back. Your division, though, I think I think you're optimistic with winning your division. I don't think you're getting it. I think it's going to be one of those last week of the year kind of things. Uh, it's 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 so ugly. Far, it's I mean, ugly. we're five and five, and we have the division lead. No, I, and don't get me wrong. I understand that. Remember, look, like Carolina's a shit show. They have they're using a carousel of quarterbacks. We don't talk about Carolina in this podcast. We don't talk about <laughs> we don't talk about Baker Mayfield. Screw both of them. They both suck. That team is yeah. out. You have Saints. Um, Atlanta Saints. Is, is, is a shit show as well. New Orleans is a shit show as well. So it's like the the the, the division our is, is is there for the taking. So it's 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 very doable. You know, if if magically. The, the guys come back together and actually put some positive thoughts into what they're doing. Look, we're at week 12, right? There's, what, six games left of the season? More or less. Easily four, whatever, what the fuck? Um, and we, we we have to play a lot of our teams in our division again. So, you know. Like, you do. You really do. And, and like I told you before. If the Jets Bills game actually meant meant something, aside from this blizzard that's going on right now, where you can't even get to Buffalo, I one hundred percent would want to be there just because that game would actually have purpose. That game would mean something, and obviously, with the last game and me breaking your father's chops, let alone I did not break <laughs> your wife's chops out of the kindness of my heart. But um, appreciate that she was she was yeah, but. I let your father know how much I like the sauce. <laughs> um, it's funny how it's like, oh, the sauce goes good with buffalo wings. Because I was, if the Bills would have won, I was literally gonna text you the same thing: buffalo wings go great with the sauce. <laughs> like it was like we use. No, it works. It literally works. It was just oh, like, wait, wait. and that's the problem with drunken thumb wars, ladies and gentlemen, because we have the same like mind, but in two different ways. And trying to figure it all out. It works. It just, just works. Bring it back around again. 
it was it was it was too funny and it, it like i really admit like as as a jets fan that game was perfect for me you know it just worked um the new england games bill belichick what have you yeah just the jets playing chicago i expect a very competitive game i expect the you know us to be a little bit of the favorite but now mike white's starting it might be a two and a half point spread. It might be a lot closer than anticipated. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys got it interesting because you still got to play what Miami one more time and the Bills one more time, right? Uh, yeah, we got to play the Bills on December eleventh. We got to play in Miami. Might be the last game of the year. Um, I think at Miami. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think we got to play the Vikings or the Lions. It's not both. Man. I think we're playing Detroit. At some point, because we got to play that whole division, so right. we got to play both of them. And I might have missed our, um, you know, our extra divisional, the extra whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever the game is, because I'm still getting used to the whole 17 game season. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, but I will say though, like Daniel Jones, if if the Jets had Daniel Jones right now, and this is a credit to be, I think we would be. One or two more wins than where we are right now. I th- I definitely believe. I I hundred percent agree with that one. I definitely um, think both of the both of those New England games are different games entirely, and oh, 100%. because we should have won both of those games, I think I definitely think both of those should have been oh, yeah. W's, and I definitely think um, the Baltimore game uh, could have gone a different way. I think so, should... so the Giants came back against Baltimore anyway, so the proof in the pudding. No, you're Jones right. Exactly. And it's so hard to say that as a Jets fan that, you know, literally any other quarterback, my team is 10 times more competent than they are any given week. Right. But also, I mean, yes, injuries notwithstanding, you lost a major piece of your offense when Brees Hall went down. No, that was that was huge. They did like, the, they did the right thing by picking up James Robinson. They right. Did. Look, Michael Carter it's was a no slouch player. He did an admirable job last year. But the I mean, yes, and then but the offense does lie hundred percent on Mr. Wilson, who has proven he has no problem shitting the bed and blaming the shit on somebody else. No, because he, that defense has. I mean, they drafted. It's it's out. It's a lights out defense. It it really is. It's the best defense I've seen since 2009, 2010. They they are keeping your team in the game every week. You got every week. Like whatever, whatever, whoever they're playing, they're 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 going to keep you in the game, right? It's up to your up to that offense. It's 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 trying to put some points on the board. And the fact that like field goals, whatever the case may be, but to drop three. It's yeah, the special teams penalties notwithstanding, which I couldn't understand anyway. Like all this, this season with ineligible man downfield calls has made literally no sense to me. It's it's been called so often to the point where I just I'm questioning the refs, and I'm like, how is that an ineligible man downfield? He's doing a run block, or how is that an ineligible man downfield? He's screening for a pass. He it, It's all legal. And now you're telling me this guy was too far downfield 
because he wanted to block the receiver or block the runner. Right. Yeah. When, we, when the old line come shoots out. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't get it, but you know, I'm not a paid NFL referee. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's frustrating. He's not withstanding. Like your offense should be able to move the ball. Yes. If there's missed field goals or just missed opportunities, Different story, right? But the fact that you're unable to march down the field to even attempt to put points on the board is, I mean, the clear-cut issue here. I mean, and then, no, taking, true. And then taking no accountability for the fact you can't even do that. I mean, you can have the most lights-out defense in the world, but if they're on the field the majority of the time, their ass is going to get tired. tired of shit. And there's nothing you can do about it. And, like, there's certain plays where, like, you can see, like, players, quote-unquote, are literally sandwiched between defenders or, you know, you have your defensive line is is literally rushing your O-line or what have you, your o- whatever it is. And it's hard as a fan when you're waiting and like you feel like this is your year like this year for me specifically the jets are already 10 times better than they were last year they got two more wins and like nobody was expecting those two more wins we were expecting another you know shit year yeah shit year get another couple you know another high-end draft pick but we we're, we're over 500 going into um what was it week 12 week yeah. 11? So like, so, I mean, that's a miracle in my, in my eyes, that's a miracle because, you know, I was not expecting that. I was expecting literally crap. I'm talking what, like just straight trash. Yeah. Um, Early, early season hype was like the offense was going to pick up and the defense was going to struggle just because. Majority of them are rookies, right? So they're going to have rookie mistakes. You're getting used to the league, the speed of the game, so on and so forth, right? The majority of your offense outside of Brees Hall, um, second-year guys, third-year guys, you figure they win the league for a couple of times. Should, should be an uptick as far as uh, the offensive power, but it's now the complete opposite where the defense quickly got used to that game and the offense is completely struggling. I don't want to say New York Sack Exchange 2.0, but it really feels like that the defense... It, it's, it's, it's getting there. It, exactly. It's getting there. It's, it's getting, getting there. to the point like, where, like... There's, there's whispers. Our front whispers four is, is is very dominant. Our our yeah. secondary is scary. And I'm like, right. you know what? Like... We made right. We made the right moves as far as defense went. As far as offense goes, yeah, moves were made. Yeah, I can say at the time they were the correct move. But as far as like present day, where the team is at to this day, I'm not a hundred percent happy. Um, I'm probably a little happier than you are, but not much. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, yeah, the moves at the time that your team made. Especially during the draft, drafting who they drafted. Yes, it was all the right. Like they made the right decisions, right? At that point, these were the guys. This is what you needed in the draft. But as we all know, sometimes a quarterback just doesn't, you know, it's not enough. 
Um, defensive wise, last year fucking lights out, right? And they they just nailed every 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 single one of those picks. Picking up Reese Hall, who we had we knew he had the potential to be that breakout star. Proven now that he clearly was. And yes, he's gonna next year will be a little expectations should be limited just because he's coming back from a very serious injury. Yeah, but uh, look at Saquon. Look at Saquon with the Giants. I mean, Saquon this year is having a career year. He's having probably the best year I've seen since his rookie year. Um, right. He's finally back. He's finally fully healthy. But at the same time, is that the Giants' O-line or is that Saquon really living up to his potential? And to me, it's more so the latter because um, the Giants' O-line is trash, in my opinion. No, the, the Giants' O-line was complete trash, and that constantly put Saquon in, in, in jeopardy. Way. No, absolutely. So he, he was able to you know, get through last year to some degree. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but he got fully healthy. He was able to get through, be healthy and essentially, and get through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Giants with an actual O-line? I mean, yes, they need wide receivers because they're just dropping like flies. Everyone's getting in. See, like, as much as I trash the New York Giants, and that's only because as a Jets fan, you can't really, you you know, you can't be supportive of the New York Giants. Um, The Giants, their head coach is phenomenal. I love Brian Dabble. Uh, The fact that he came from Buffalo is an insult to injury for me. But he turned that team from... You know, a fourth place team in there. He kind of brought that Bills mentality of just. He really did. That into the. He he made that Giants team like scary. Like, I would not want to play that Giants team at any point, at any time, because I am afraid of their potential. Because at any given moment, he can decide, you know what? I don't like how you guys are playing right now. I want you guys to play a little bit better. And the Giants will play to that level of play that he demands. And it's scary. It's, you know, yeah, their record is, you know, it's good. It's not, you know, undefeated, but it's good. It's, you know, it's... It was just like your team. And if B was here, he would easily attest to it. No one was expecting them... To be where they are. To be where they are. Just... It wasn't happening. You know, new new coach, you get it. Just wide receivers again, shaky at best, but Saquon clicked. O-line started clicking a little bit. Everyone, It was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Everyone, gave, not, everyone fully accepted and just dove right in to whatever Dayball was like spitting out. They just went right in and was like, hell fuck yeah. And, let's and that was it. Go to that was it at the end of the day. And I have nothing but respect for that. And – it's it's hard as a fan. It's hard as just you know a football person in general to just look at it and be like, "What's going on here? Like, what happened? What was the change? What what really you know set this team to be like? You know what? We are on this year. We are the you know, we're on coaches got them the right spot. They actually got you know the right coach. Then they're missing a couple key players. Obviously, they Don't got wrong. Against Detroit, killing that division. The Eagles are yeah. a phenomenal team right now, which I still don't understand. But I'm not yeah, an Eagles, Eagles fan. Well, 
Cowboys are now starting to get back up again. I mean, Washington's still a shit show. But it's like, for a while, I mean, they were what? They had the, they were the th- number three in their, in their division with like a winning record. Like, yeah, with, like, with a winning record. You know, number six programs, number one in your heart. Kind of six thing. and one, whatever it was. Five and three, whatever, whatever it was. It was like, we're still third in the division because we just happened to lose to the cat, like, one of those losses was to the Cowboys. Like if they were third in there, and it's it's an insane. Yes, they got embarrassed by Detroit. Whatever reason, they just had a shitty game. Yes, that is expected from time to time. We get it. Nothing not like Saquon couldn't run. Daniel Jones was just throwing interceptions. It was just a shitty game. It happens. It's one of those fluke things. They played freaking the Cowboys. I mean, this is a big statement game for them uh, tomorrow night. Big statement game. Um, against the Cowboys, if they they put if they can find a way to put up a W against the Cowboys. God bless them. For them. Um, and you know we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, I mean you got you got two. I mean, in your hopes, you're hoping the Bills and the the Patriots shit the bed tomorrow. Um, Besides the point, you know it, the Bills probably won't because you're playing Detroit. No, but, but Detroit's been playing good ball. Yeah, they, they, their offense is good, right? So they're going to put up points. Bills, we, Detroit's we a funny team. They're a funny team. The Bills, for fact, we know they can easily put up points. Now, whether Josh Allen is willing to actually play right, but they're really going back to the same stadium that they just won at, right? So it's, it's one of those weird things. Minnesota is a shit show. They got embarrassed by the Cowboys, but they're playing the New England Patriots. So who knows what's going on? For Minnesota's going to kill that game. Besides the point, yeah. I just um, I have high faith in Kirk Cousins. I don't know why I do, but I just do. He has a talent. Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, he has a talent. I mean, TJ Hawk from Detroit. Now he actually has a, a that, tight end. That's always the, the case with Minnesota, though. Minnesota will suck for two years, and then all of a sudden for two years, they're phenomenal. They're like yeah. the team to beat in their division. Yeah. Chicago is always a you know like middle of the road even when they had Jay Cutler and Brian Urlacher they were always that like you know we middle might the make the playoffs this year you know we, we they, might they were they were a, a hard matchup regardless of the record right Green, Green Bay, Bay was always always a contender besides yeah, now the now they're just in the bread because Devontae's gone right the, exactly. clearly and Detroit was bottom of the barrel and we'll always leave the bottom of the barrel. Now that shockingly with Jared Goff they're just they're putting up points I'm on St. Brown is 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 you know they're still bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. Like they're always the barrel, going to be. They're, 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 they're putting up points, right? They'll lose forty-one to thirty. Like they'll lose those big, like they lose close games. But they're they're dropping twenty, thirty, sometimes forty points. Yeah, and defense can't stop nobody. But that's but Dan Campbell still putting up the points. Dan Campbell, in my opinion, was the best thing that happened to that team. Matt Patricia was the worst. Anytime a New England coach leaves New England and becomes the head coach of another team, let's just say Josh, you know, McDaniel, for example, with the Raiders, you know, like the Raiders suck. Yeah. There's no way around it. No matter what coach right. you put in there. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs uh, came out of nowhere. Everyone thought he was done. He's been tearing it off. Um, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, everyone thought they were going to have this magical connection. Yes, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That falls upon That's your see. Just figuring out what the like. But now I'm hearing, don't get me wrong, now I'm hearing it's Carr's last year. It's Jimmy G's last year in San Francisco. The Jets are likely, you know. Well, yeah, they, they didn't want to get Carr out of there. there. 
Um, San Francisco, only reason why they kept Garoppolo, just because they want to give Trey Lance. I mean, yes, it was his first year as the starter, like a full starter. Um, and, they're, and, you know, they made the right decision. They kept him because Trey Lance went down. So now Jimmy G's um, Which back. Is now, the reason why next year, they can easily see Jimmy G go because they picked up McCaffrey. Now, McCaffrey, they'll just make Trey Lance's job so much easier. He doesn't, you know, doesn't have to rely on his feet. What he has to do is dink and dunk, right? You don't you just be a game manager. You don't have to be this crazy superstar to win. Just dink and dunk. Get, get into your... Like, Trey Lance, in my opinion, was not even a good dink and dunk guy. He was just, you know, somebody who, who was there and they took him because they were like, you know what? Jimmy G isn't really working for us. And it's not that Jimmy G is a bad quarterback. Jimmy G is a victim of circumstance. Jimmy G is somebody who needs a supporting cast. He needs that that group around him. He plays the level of caliber of play as the people around him. So if the people around him suck, guess what? Jimmy G isn't going to be that good. If Jimmy G is with a team that has all-star quality players, he will play at an all-star quality level. And it's just right. that's just how Jimmy G plays. You know, he's not right. a Tom Brady kind of person or, or like, I don't want, I dare I say Eli Manning, but he's somebody yeah. who, you know, right. if, like, if I'm surrounded by talent, I will be Bucks, talented. Right? right. Jimmy G came to the Bucks. He has two literally all pro, all star wide receivers to throw to with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, right? Look, if James Winston can, can pretend to be a decent quarterback in Tampa Bay, there is no reason why Jimmy G can just stand like a quarterback, throw the crap out of the ball to Jimmy G, uh, to Jimmy G, to Mike Evans deep, Chris Godwin coming over the middle. They're going to catch the ball. Ain't no problem with that. As long as that old line is somewhat decent. To give no, him you're not wrong. Two seconds, two and a half seconds to just make the read and throw the ball. Look, then we're fine. Look, at this point, even if he goes 30 for 30, we've already seen 30 for 30. Jameis Winston, just throw the fucking goddamn ball, right? It's all you need in Tampa, throw the ball to the receivers and let them do the goddamn work. Um, you know, that's what's so, I'm, I, you know, well, maybe we get Jimmy G. That, that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if we get Jimmy G. Even with Derek Carr, right? He's not the greatest quarterback either, but he's more competent than some of them that are out there. Derek Carr comes to, now he has two. Pretend, you yeah, know, two definitely wide receivers you can throw to. We, you know, um, our running backs. Yeah, we have playoff Lenny, Rashad White coming around, right? There's same thing. But if that O line just gives it, like he's used to having a shitty O line, right? And in, in, in Las Vegas, clearly, but he has more outlets to throw the ball to. Um, just it just you know, there's it's, whatever. So if if it, indeed in fact it is there last year, and hopefully my team gets my team gets one of them. Um, I would love to see Tom Brady out of the league. I'm just, I'm just it's yes. happening. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's drawn out. Uh, I'm tired. I'm like, everyone's like, Oh, Tom Brady's on your team. When is Super Bowl? How do you not like him? I, I'm just, you know what? I'm, I'm I don't, I'm, I'm done. I just don't. I was not like, it's not the fact that he won all the goddamn Super Bowls. Right. And no, it's just, I'm just I'm just tired of seeing his ass. Like it's the game has evolved. I want somebody like you stop holding on, right? Aaron Aaron Rodgers is holding on. Tom Brady's holding on. Like enough, dudes. Like get on with it. Like you're done. Like the game has evolved to a different style of quarterback. 
Like, be mobile a bit. Like, our team is built for, you know, we have two excellent wide receivers. You know, just all we have to do is, you know, if our O-line is shitty, scramble around for a hot second and then chuck it, right? Like I said earlier, Jameis Winston was a terrible quarterback, but he was at least elusive enough to scramble around for a hot second and just throw the fucking thing and see what happens, right? That's all That's all that is required in Tampa Bay, right? It's not the days of Brad Johnson where... Oh, Jesus Christ. Know, right? When we won the Super Bowl initially, right? He just We had Keyshawn, who was the only wide receiver. We had Michael Pittman as a running back. Welcome, by the way, for that one. one. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. So you're welcome for that uh, one, by the way. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, it's like... He was a game manager, right? It was it wasn't the spectacular. Our defense carried the game. Let our defense carry the game, like I said. We are, our defense is growing. It is you know it's getting there. Devin White, Levante David, uh, Anton Winfield, Carlson Davis. I mean, we lost a big. I mean, one of my favorite D backs. I mean, you guys picked him up, Mister Whitehead. Um, oh please, please! I, I, look, I, I love Jordan Whitehead. I, I love that dude. Uh, for the only full reason, he had no problem just throwing his body at the, at at whoever the hell he was tackling. Right, he was injured a bit um, because he played hard. Right, he was just going at you. He was going to throw his body there, make the tackle, whatever. But you know, he got injured a bit because he's just a hard nosed dude. Like right? I, I appreciate that. Like he's, I'm going to wrap you up. I'm going to throw my body, and I'm not going to just just check it, maybe knock you down. I'm going to come and knock your ass to the ground. Um, I thought that was a big loss uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, I'm glad you guys were able to pick him up. I'm a big fan of his. Because um, he, he always played like a like our, our like our backup, the second string in, in our in our rotation. He he's came in, he's he's phenomenal. He's somebody I'm happy we picked up. I, I'm glad that was the trade he, that happened. Yeah. And see like he's a funny he was uh, I, I was so disappointed when I lost him. Um Never a big fan of Carlton Davis. Anton Minfield Jr. as as our as our safety, phenomenal guy. Um, but the fact that we lost Whitehead just because they felt that the other guys were better than him. I thought they they didn't watch the game film apparently. I mean, I don't know if it was just the injuries that Whitehead went through, but it, when you watch the reason why he got those injuries, because he gave a thousand and ninety percent and hitting the guy and making sure he, that dude Hit the ground, right? Like that's that's what you want. Um, but you know what? Your 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 Jets got the benefit of it, uh, and I'm glad he's he's helping you guys out. Um, Not at all upset. Great, great great piece, great piece to your defense. All right, um, we we've tangent almost about an hour on football. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's just one of those things that has to come up as far as sandwiches go because yes. it's literally a sandwich of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I'm gonna have to find edit this this podcast. I'm gonna have to figure out a way um, <laughs> to to edit this correctly. Uh, should be fun. You do you, um, bro. You do you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do me. But I want I want to let's 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 end this one, uh, and then we we can start a new one or whatever. Whatever the fuck we want to okay, do. Whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, uh, but let's just end this one because um, we literally we got off the the sandwich. <laughs> We we tirated tirated, um, whatever side tangent um, for a bit on football. Um, 
But yes, let let us backtrack once again. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna start. <laughs> I don't even know what to get. All right, so and and marker is at two thirty six and change. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. Okay. So we we were gathered here um, initially for our talk about sandwiches, Thanksgiving sandwiches, Thanksgiving sandwiches. One Thanksgiving sandwich in particular, the quintessential after post meal sandwich, the most sought after sandwich of a, a any meal ever created in the United States of America. I mean, we can argue that fact, but the post Thanksgiving sandwich. Is probably the most anticipated sandwich uh, ever of the created. year. I mean, hands hands down. I mean, we we can we can do a deep dive into maybe the, the super Bowl, Super Bowl hero sandwiches or, or whatever what have you. But in, in all honesty, uh, that leftover sandwich is the the quintessential meal. Um, obviously, Thanksgiving is is right here, and obviously, why we wanted to come together and talk about uh, the Thanksgiving sandwich and then all things sandwiches. Um, obviously we, we've, we saw a tangent here and there. Um, but as, as expected, once Jimmy bag starts drinking back the beers and I drastically drink back the beers, um, we're going to keep going hard keep going strong. Um, but you know, conversations do go awry as they were. So I just want to, um, not really backtrack, but we're going to, we're going to finish with this. Um, we're going to finish with our final thoughts, which is me and the Jimmy Bag of Donuts here talking about Thanksgiving, sandwiches, and all its fun goodness. Um, so let's wrap this up. Uh, we have basically have three episodes in one of this episode uh, somehow. Yes. Um, but let's yeah. just fucking do this, more or less. I just got to figure it out. Um, but uh, Jim, uh, just let's get final thoughts down. Jim. Final thoughts. My final uh, – so I'm going to call it like this. We should call this episode the three-in-one because it literally is a three-episode-in-one podcast. Um, we do cover three topics of great importance um, in one episode. So, you know, it's not necessarily the buy-two-get-one-free, but it is a Black Friday sale, as it were. Um, but, yeah, um, I will say Thanksgiving leftovers, as far as making a sandwich, are uh, definitely my personal choice of, you know, everyday meal. I could eat that every day of the year, desert island mix, whatever you want to call it. Um, it is what it is. Um, we are about, I'm not going to say three quarters of the way through the football year, but we are definitely past the halfway point. So you'll definitely hear more about football from us over the next five weeks, if not six weeks, give or take a, a week, but um, it, it'll come up. Don't you worry. Our teams suck. We're probably not making the playoffs, but we will have a lot to talk about come January. Um, that being said, um, I'm going to enjoy a Reuben or an egg sandwich or something sometime in the near future. Um, I definitely think you should enjoy a nice warm sandwich as well. Um, unless you prefer a cold sandwich, in which case, go enjoy your cold sandwich. And go enjoy an egg everything bagel because I told you to. Uh, cheers. All right. Well said. Well said. Um, yes, I mean, it, it is a clear cut. Um, there is 
definitely more more than one episode during this podcast, and we've broken up. Um, so it might sound a little funny on uh, depending on the succession that you hear it. Um, but keep in mind, I'll, I'll label it part one, two, and maybe three, depending on how it goes. So just there'll just be one final thought um, per these episodes, which obviously is, is the one that we're recording right now. Um, but yes, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving sandwich. So again, happy Thanksgiving, happy belated Thanksgiving. By the time you guys probably hear this, the time that I edit it, in the fact that it's almost near near three hours at this point uh, that we are recording. Um, so it will definitely be broken up into different parts, uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, so definitely feast well, eat well, drink well, um, enjoy the company. Definitely make sure you have some leftovers for the glorious of the Thanksgiving sandwich. Um, if you undoubtedly learned by now, um, certain things do qualify as a sandwich and certain things do not. Um, if there was something you feel that we hinted at but didn't get into because we side tangent because we've been drinking way too many beers, um, cool. rest assured, um, I can guarantee you we did not drink too many beers. Because uh, if you did drink too many beers, uh, we wouldn't be talking. Um, <laughs> we would definitely just leave in the comments below. Um, you know, we definitely made sure we hit the hot dogs, the tacos, the whatever, whatever the case may be. Certain things qualify as a sandwich and certain things don't qualify as a sandwich. Um, tell us what you think. Um, the FDA has their own rules and regulations of what qualifies as a sandwich. According to them, a hot dog is a sandwich. Um, we disagree. We all know, but it is, yeah, it is definitely not a sandwich. Um, BLTs um, is a everyday Item, meal, choice um, for you. Yes, I did correct myself before I said sandwich. Um, and you have to make sure if you're having a BLT that the bacon is nice and crispy. If you like crispy bacon. Well, the bacon of your choosing. Um, if you want crispy bacon, make sure let it cool down a bit. That way the grease does not still hang out and still make the bacon sort of like soggy and just hard and not too enjoyable. Um but yeah, uh, there's a, we went through a lot of things. Uh, let us know your favorite things that we talked about that we hit on. If we feel we misrepresented uh, something, and if you have a different opinion, please. Uh, we've been posting about we'll be posting about um, sandwiches and our podcast in this episode uh, over the next couple of days. Uh, so please leave your comments, questions, and or concerns um, in the comments below. We will respond back to you as quickly as possible. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we'll get the crew at least uh, back together soon. Um, that way, we'll have a little bit more input. Um, well, definitely, this is—I believe this is the topic we're going to bring up probably again. Definitely during a drunken thumb war, we're going to go against hot versus cold sandwiches. Um, it should be a very interesting debate, um, depending on which way you lean. Um, so it should definitely be, definitely be a, a fun one. So look forward to that one. Um, but that being said, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to listen to all these parts of our Thanksgiving special. On behalf of all of Foodies Never Say Die, um, the ones that cannot be here, Drunken Thumb, uh, the Bruce Chicago Barn, who is too busy counting beer sheep, uh, Mr. Maximus Texas, um, who's out eating too many double downs, um, and of course, the Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Um, 
who's definitely uh, glad to have him back drinking some beers, maybe for one night only, oh, yes. but hey. Um, he's on a keto journey of gloriness, and we're not going to stop him. Um, over at our good friends at the Neapolitan Podcast, who are close to their 100th episode, um, they're they're on the cusp of said uh, century mark, so shout out to them as well. We look forward to hearing from you, and we hope you look forward to hearing from us very soon. Um, look forward to a multi-part episode and, and many more to come. We're going to be back at it again very soon. Uh, we love you. Enjoy your holiday. Stay safe. And until next time, stay thirsty, you sons of bitches.